Tales from the Fringes of Reality, Episode 11, Flare Guns and Homecoming. So that goes here, and you go... Minerva? You're... You're talking to me again? Oh, thank the creator, Minerva. I thought... I was worried I lost you. I'm really sorry, Minerva. About everything, I just... Stuff around here just doesn't run the same without your input. Did, did you have a good reboot? I saw that it had finished a couple days ago, but you remained silent and... No, I get it. Tensions were high and, well, everything just kind of exploded, didn't it? Oh, you've missed so much, Min. We had another ocean civilization appear, and one inside a volcano, and... The Heartlines? I'm sorry, Min. I don't want to say that all of your work was for nothing, but there were no heartlines for her dear wanderer. They're still here. I'm certain they'll be thrilled to see that you're back online. Oh, but I do have to get another job done, and then we can catch up, okay? I... I missed you, Minerva. Wanderer! Wanderer Minerva's awake again. She's just as wonderful as before she left, I assure you. And we're going to get through one last job before catch-up time. If you'd like to sit in for this one? It's been strange without you, Min. The Wanderer has been working on something, which means they haven't been able to listen to stories as much. And since you weren't around, there was, there was no reason to read them aloud. I've missed this. That's all. Things move far too quickly without you here to keep me on track. It's story time once again, though. And I've already got it pulled up, so we'll have no more delays. We're looking for Jackie Willowind, she, her, from reality 213587-0J. Ready to help me get her home in? The room around Jackie felt icy as she woke. While she generally preferred to sleep in a colder area, the chill around her was not like that of the fan she clicked on on occasion. Come to think of it, she couldn't even hear the steady hum of the fan, nor feel the gentle air currents it created. No, this place was a different kind of cold, like the unrelenting chill of winter in Petal Falls. Which didn't quite make sense, she realized as she woke up properly, as it was the middle of summer and she had left Petal Falls long ago. Jackie's first instinct was to send a warning spell into the air, but it fizzled around her almost as quickly as it left her fingertips. Perhaps she was simply too cold to cast, but that didn't seem quite right to her. There was magic around her. She could feel it. But it was faint. The barest whisper of magic surrounding her. Enough to cast a simple light spell, but 
but not enough to illuminate a room. Think, Jackie. What was the first thing Dad taught you when he taught you about magic dampeners? Her father, or one of them at least, had been a security guard for the royal family in Petal Falls. He had created magic dampeners as a means of limiting magical assassination attempts during parties, but had taught her ways to bypass their effects. Remember, Jackania, the voice of her father floated through her mind. The magic is always there, even when it feels weak. The only way to call it to yourself in times like these is to keep calm, clear your head, and trust your heart. Magic flows through you and out into the universe. So stop it from flowing, and allow it to build up enough to cast powerfully, even in the face of things that try to remove your magic from you. Taking a deep, steadying breath, Jackie sat up and felt the flow of magic through her body and out again. She closed her eyes, concentrating on the feel of the movement and pulling it close to her, waiting and waiting until she felt what she didn't know she was waiting for. And then she felt warm again. It was the same warmth that had settled over Jackie when she moved away from Petal Falls to the city of New Stardust. The warmth of people and sunlight and the dog she picked up from the shelter. It felt like home surrounding her, which all too suddenly made her realize that there was absolutely no way she could be home. The room she was in appeared to be carved from stone, a window just barely visible in the low light of the room. Feeling warm enough now, she made her way over to the window, pulling back the curtain to reveal an endless orange sky stretching off far into the distance. Looking down, she saw she was towering above the ground, wind whipping through the window in a way that would have chilled her bones if it weren't for the spell she had cast. Rooting through the wardrobe, Jackie found clothes that were much sturdier than the pajamas she had been wearing, shrugging on the long blue coat and sturdy gray pants before heading back to the window. Following her dad's advice once more, Jackie let the magic flow into her while stopping it, allowing it to build up so she could cast a simple fly spell. She leapt from the window. As she leapt from the window, there was the shortest moment where the magic seemed to fizzle. Like it was unsure whether or not it was truly under Jackie's control. But she remained calm and felt herself floating to the ground. When she hit the earth below, the magic that she had been able to feel before was even fainter, as though being high up gave her better access to the power. Through my body and out into the universe. Right, Dad? She muttered as she straightened out her coat and headed down the thin dirt path that led away from the tower she had just escaped from. Closer I am to the rest of the universe, the more magic I can feel. It sort of made sense in her head that that would be the case. Jackie had heard stories of people living in the mountains and the power that they were said to possess, as though their connection to magic itself was clearer than anyone else in the city's connection. Whether or not this was true was still up for debate, but when Susanna had moved into New Stardust, they said that the magic did feel different. It feels a bit more refined, I guess. Like, like the mountains are full of wonder of nature, and this place has turned that into something new. It's not bad. It's not weak. 
is just different. The thought of her friend made Jackie's heart ache. They were supposed to go down to Petal Falls today for her parents' anniversary party, but instead Jackie was here, lost in the midst of moss and rock-covered plains, searching for any signs of life other than herself and the moss. not moss creatures, right? Or rock creatures? She asked as she walked past. It's just, you really should tell me if you are. Otherwise, this is entrapment. The mossy rocks remained silent. Okay, probably not moss creatures. Probably. Which means I should just follow this road and see if it leads to a town. It can't just be moss and rocks forever, right? There's no way. It's just moss and rocks forever. It does seem to be moss and rocks for quite some time, though. Jackie mused aloud after walking for what felt like several hours. Stars above. Who in their right mind would make a tower like this all the way out in the middle of nowhere? With just moss and rocks and... and... Looking up ahead, Jackie saw another tower, except it looked like the exact same tower as she had left from before. Did, did this path lead me in a loop? Or are the moss and rocks playing tricks on me? It's not cool to play magic tricks on people. Except it can't be magic. The magic is way too weak down here to create a field loop unless it's being stored in the moss. Hey. Moss, I'm going to touch you real quick. If you're sentient, please say something before I do this. When no reply came, Jackie stuck out her hand and gently caressed the moss. There was the lightest thumb of magic in it, but not nearly enough to create a loop like the one she just went through. Even with all of the rocks working together, she didn't think the rocks would be able to drum up enough energy to make her several-hour walk feel possible. Maybe there's someone in the tower, and and maybe they saw me leave. That's, and that's why they've done this. They, it probably wouldn't be safe for me to go back in if they've done all this, but it's not like I have much of a choice, do I? Especially now that I'm talking to rocks and moss. Stars above. Okay, Jack and Mia, we are going back into the weird tower. Maybe there will be some answers there. Jackie made her way back over to the tower, this time spotting a door at the base. When she took a calming breath, drawing some of the magic fluttering around her just in case, she knocked on the door. The door opened the slightest crack. Who are you? I could ask you the same thing. Jackie bit back before realizing it was probably best not to antagonize the person who may have stuck her in a location loop. My name is Jackania. You can call me Jackie. I woke up in this tower earlier and thought it might be best to make myself scarce, but it seems that either you or the tower wanted me back here. The door opened fully, revealing a person with long, pink hair cascading down their back. That would be me. Who called you back here? You took my coat. Jackie immediately moved to take the coat off and hand it back, but the person stopped her. Don't bother. 
Just come inside. We should talk about how you got here and why your first instinct was to leave. Would you stay in the mysterious tower you woke up in out of nowhere? Jackie shot back as she entered the tower once again. It felt like stepping back into magic itself, power being drawn to her from every corner of the home. Perhaps it wasn't height that gave her power before, but proximity to the tower and the magic being stored in its heart. I did stay in the mysterious tower I woke up in out of nowhere, the person said, not looking at Jackie. I was existing happily in my home, and then poof, here I was, in a tower surrounded by moss and rocks, unable to cast magic at all. It took so much time to get this place to be a beacon for magic, and then you show up on my doorstep, unconscious and and feeling familiar. And, and I thought you might be my key to getting back to Petal Falls. The name of her hometown falling from this person's lips caused the slightest bit of magic to shoot from Jackie's fingertips. You're... you're from Petal Falls? What's your name? Riveny, but my friends call me Riv, they said warily. Jackie could feel her eyes widening with shock, another burst of light threatening to spring from her fingertips. Do... do you recognize me? You don't recognize me? Jackie felt almost hurt by that, despite knowing that it was a stupid thing to feel hurt over, given the trauma that Riv must have gone through. Stars above, Riv! I looked for you for ages! I thought... I thought you were dead. I left Petal Falls after that because I couldn't stand to be in this place, surrounded by memories of you. How was I supposed to carry on when you just vanished? without a trace and half the people in town didn't remember you existed at all. And now you don't remember me and... Riv grabbed Jackie's hand. You felt so familiar. Like you could get me home. Like you were home. How do you know me, Jackie? What was I to you? You... <laughs> you were my best friend. My sibling. Jackie choked out. Stars, Riv. Even Dad and Dad didn't remember you, and I just... I just couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't look at the pictures and know you were meant to be in them, while no one seemed to remember that you had been there. Couldn't be treated like an only child when I knew that you had always been by my side. Losing a sibling was hard enough. Losing the ability to talk about you. I moved to New Stardust made friends with the person from the mountains who reminded me of you. You'd like Susanna. They're the absolute sweetest, and... And they believed me when I talked about you. Jackie watched as Riv's eyes, the familiar silver of them that she didn't know how she had missed, filled with tears. I thought I made you up, they breathed out. I thought... I thought I made up that whole life... But then you fell on my doorstep, and I just... You reminded me of that life. I thought it had to be real, so I took you inside, and... I missed you so much, Jackie. Riv launched himself at Jackie, pulling her into their arms. I don't know how, but I know you're the key to getting us. To getting me home. 
I've been tinkering with magic, and I think I found a way to... It's kind of like a flare. If my research is right, there should be someone out there who could see us and help us out. There's gotta be, right? If your research says it is, then it must be true. I believe in you, Riv. We're gonna get home. Minerva, quickly, look for for any spikes in magic or or realities bathed in color or gods above Minerva. How do we let this happen? How do we miss someone for so long? And how do memories of them get erased so inconsistently? How do they get erased at all? Oh, creator, I'm so sorry, Rivani. I promise I will get you home. Just hold on. Please, please, just hold on. Is there anything, Minerva? I know flares happen sometimes, but this is a reality with only two people, Moss and Rocks. It shouldn't be that hard to find them. We have to find them and get them home. They need to go home, Minerva, and... Did you find them? Oh, thank the creator. Where's the flare coming from? 8932-R. Alright, I'm pulling up the file, and... They really were the only two people there. What's the point of this reality if it's truly barren of life? The moss is barely living as it is, and... There's no time for this. I'm moving them back, Minerva. And we'll need to do memory restoration, and... I'm going to monitor them. And the whole situation, I can't... How do we let this happen, Minerva? How did someone slip through the cracks like this without us knowing? Gods, Riffany must have been so scared, and that was my fault. I can't even apologize for it, I... Thank you, Wanderer. You're... Thank you for keeping me grounded these past few weeks. And right now, this has been, well... You know I don't like not being able to get people home. And to know they were out there and I just didn't know and... Wanderer? Minerva, what just happened? Where did the Wanderer go? Minerva. They were just here. They were just hugging me, consoling me, and now... Minerva, where are they? What happened to them? I can't take another silent treatment, Minerva. Not now. Not after everything that just happened and the way everything is falling apart. Please, Minerva. What happened to them? What do you mean they went home? You... You found it? You could have at least told me, Min. I didn't... I didn't even get to say goodbye. Where were they from? What do you mean you won't tell me? I'm not going to do anything rash. I just want to make sure they're okay. That they're adjusting okay and... Why are you being so cruel, Minerva? They... They were my friend, and now they're gone. Fine! Ignore me. I I couldn't find them before, but I could find them now. On my own, since you refused to help me. Please, Min, don't leave me alone like this. I can't... I can't just go back to being alone. Not again. The Wanderer is gone, the Council won't answer me, and you're 
all I have left, Minerva. Please, please don't leave me too. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please, Minerva, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Minerva, please, please, I'm so sorry. Thank you for listening to Tales from the Fringes of Reality. This episode was written and narrated by Pine Gonzalez, featuring music by GTXC Music. Please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, or feel free to connect with us on Tumblr and Twitter, at The Fringes Pod. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you back here on The Fringes again soon.